0: Hello, and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm J. Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast, which consists of six thoughts about reading, writing, or storytelling in some form or fashion. So I am up early, missed last week due to losing my voice after having a cold, Um, but I'm back now and ready to get started. So number one, I know that I mentioned last time that I was going to try to finish the next firmament book this month. Um, It's called Progenitor. And I had written about 12,000 words last month just by writing very slowly, basically just a few words here and there. But I decided I'd like to get it finished faster. And so I came up with a stricter schedule for this month. And basically each week I have Sundays off and then I do four pretty light writing days with, um, just a little bit over a thousand words and then two heavier writing days with over 2000 words. And I divided up my theoretical remaining word count to try to get these numbers. So I've been doing that this month and it's going well i've been able to stay on track um but it definitely is a lot of work and it definitely was a reminder that uh at least for this life stage where my creative time is very limited this is not the way i prefer to do it um but i'll i'll talk a little more later um about some of the way that i you know decide what my goals are going to be and how i how i do that but um, for now, I'll just say it is going well. I am glad that I'm hopefully Lord willing, going to be able to get it done this month so I can work on getting it out. But I think next book, um, maybe I'll try to spread the writing a little more evenly over two months. So it's not so light, you know, at first and so heavy at the end, but, um, but for now it's working and, I'm really excited. I feel like it's going really smoothly, honestly, so far. and I'm, I'm almost halfway through, so that's interesting. Um, and I think it's going to be a good one. I think there's some really exciting stuff going on, plot-wise, relationship-wise, things I'm really excited to share with my readers. So I will keep you updated. So number two, I accepted a couple of um, audiobook jobs and... I think I mentioned at some point that I had, I had found a good place for recording, which I haven't had in a while. And so a couple weeks ago, I was able to record about half of one of the books that I, you know, accepted and it's a short book. So that didn't take too long, but it was just really nice to get to do that and to have found a creative solution to the problem of not really having a Place to be able to record well at home, and and it's just exciting to now think that. Hopefully, once I finish these, and if that goes well, I may be able to. Um, finally, I would love to do record the rest of my firmament books. I need to re-record the first one also. And those are pretty short too, so you know it's it's nice to think that there's some hope that that could get done because I've been meaning to do that for years and years. But in the meantime, I have a few books to work on for other people, and it went really well. And um, I've been editing a few of the chapters, and I was I was planning to record the other half of this book last week, but as I mentioned, completely lost my voice, and so yeah, obviously couldn't do that. But, um, maybe this week or next week I'll be able to sneak off and get that finished. Number three, I had a message, um, earlier or no, I guess it was last week from a really sweet friend I've known for a long time. And uh, we met through an online writers forum and I just continued to be friends. I was able to attend her wedding and now she has little kids. And just, this is what I do love about social media is that it allows us to really stay in touch much more than we otherwise would. I get to see her kids and she gets to see mine. And so anyway, she listened to the podcast and had reached out to me. And again, I'll talk a little more about that later. But one question that she had was, if I had any recommendations or any advice on outlining a story, because that is something that I do, um, every single time that I write, um, particularly novels, if it's, or novellas, if it's short stories, I'm not, it's a little bit different, but for writing a longer story, I always sit down and outline it first. And so, um, I thought it would be, I would just share the recommendations I gave with her. And I've probably talked about this before because I talk about it frequently, (laughs) but honestly this is not necessarily practical for everyone but my number one recommendation for outlining is the one year adventure novel writing curriculum and it is a high school curriculum so you might it might not seem you know like it's for everyone but i honestly think that it is i pers- personally went through it after i was already graduated and have actually revisited the material many times since and it is Um, the way, like the, the method that it suggests for outlining and for hitting different story beats and things like that is the method that I use for outlining every story that I write. And so it has really, it really revolutionized my writing to the point that I was able to be happy with it and, and find ways to not get so stuck and have my stories boring in the middle (laughs) and, So yeah, I, I highly recommend that, but because that is a lot, um, both financially and time-wise, um, my, my secondary recommendation, and this is a little bit weird because I have not actually read this book yet, but I still feel that I can recommend it. And that is Save the Cat Writes a Novel. So I have read the original Save the Cat by Blake Snyder, um, which is a screenwriting book. And while I did, get several really helpful pieces of advice from it that I continue to use to this day. It is a little bit different, the novel writing, like the the points and the structure are just different. So um, somebody, I'm uh, sorry, I don't have the name on hand right now, but if you look for Save the Cat Writes a Novel Online, you'll find it, ended up writing a novel version. And um, I actually heard a talk um, by this lady at a an online sci-fi writers um, conference that I was able to virtually attend <laughs> a couple of years ago. And um, it was super helpful. And it really seemed that she had done a good uh, job of taking those principles and um, fixing them to novel writing, you know, like making them more applicable to the process of outlining and structuring a novel. So I actually did get the book for Christmas, so I will be reading it soon and may be able to update you then. But in the meantime, I feel safe recommending it (laughs) Um, because again, the talk I heard and the original save the cat method, and it is going to hit some very similar beats to what the one-year adventure novel has because a lot of story structure principles are sort of universal. You are going to have a lot of the same general principles, even if sometimes they go by different names, but still, if you can, my number one recommendation is the one year adventure novel. And, um, that was what really got me started and what I continue to return to over and over. So number four, um, the weekend before last, I know was it the weekend before anyway? I don't even know. It wasn't a weekend. Was it was it was it was a weekday. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> Sorry. So there was a weekday that my husband was working from home and I needed to run a whole bunch of errands. So I took my two-year-old with me so we could just have, you know, a little sweet mommy-daughter time. And um, so I took her a whole bunch of places, post office, we had to go pick up some shoes I wanted to get. We had to go to, um, I think, Walmart. But we also had to go to a couple of different libraries. Um, One of them, I had my book club book on hold, but it wasn't our usual library. So she was really excited to get to go to a different library. Now, what you have to know about her, her name is Lily, but we call her Lolly, literally 100% of the time. And a while back, some friends gave us these little pajamas in her size that had this cute little koala on the front. And because of that, she decided that her name was Lolly Koala. And she tells that to everyone, like everyone she sees, or if you try to call her anything different, she will say, I'm Lolly Koala. (laughs) So she's just sort of become, and then people start giving us koala things. And now it's like, you know, the whole thing. So we walk into this library and I told her, we can go look at the kids books, but we're not going to get anything because I don't want kids books from multiple libraries and the confusion and the, very real potential of returning books to the wrong library so we went and looked and as soon as we walk into the kids section we see this book about koalas and of course we go straight to it she grabs it and just plops down and says I'm going to read this book right here on the floor and starts flipping through it looking for pictures of koalas and then she's like I'm going to read this book in the car and making all these plans So I told her, I'm like, I told you we can't get books from here, but how about we're going to another library later and I will get you some koala books there. Like I promise. So she agreed to be separated from this koala book. And later in our errands, we went to our normal local library and I checked, you know, their catalog and found their koala book section. So in the animal section, they had three Kids' books about koalas all together. So I took them, and she was so excited. And she's like, "I am going to share these koala books with my sisters." And she, these are for me. And then since we've been home, she's like, "I'm going to read my koala books." And she's looking at all these koala books, and it's so much fun. And we actually have learned a lot of interesting things about koalas that I did not know. So um, it actually makes me want to check out some more, you know, pick another animal next time and like check out all their books about that animal and learn some stuff. Like it's been really fun and really sweet, but she's just so adorable with her whole koala thing. And um, it was just an absolute delight getting to do that with her. So number five, my currently reading, my book club book for this month that I got at our non-normal library um, is Demon Copperhead. Um, I believe it's by Barbara Kingsolver and I think it came out last year. So still pretty new. And it is a retelling of David Copperfield, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And I actually ended up rereading it last year. So this was good timing. I was really excited when it got picked, but, um, I'm probably like two thirds of the way done. And I do have some mixed feelings about it for sure. Um, on the one hand, she did a really good job with the retelling. Like I'm having a lot of fun spotting the different characters and different events that correlate to the original. And I do think in a certain ways she did capture the spirit of David Copperfield and of his journey really well. So that's been really fun. However, I must say it is a very rough read. <laughs> there are very horrible things that happen in it. And there's a lot of language, both like profanity, and then also just, you know, really coarse sort of crassness to the whole thing. And and it's very realistic to the circumstances and situations that, you know, are involved in this book, but I still am just bothered by that. I don't, I don't like reading that kind of language. Um, and, and also like, there's just some, like I got to a part yesterday that was pretty graphic. Um, and I don't like that either. So I definitely could not recommend it, but I do think that it's, I don't, I don't want to read a lot of books that are like that, but this one has been a worthwhile read. And I think the fact that it's for a book club also helps because I do think it's going to be a really good discussion. So I'm looking forward to that, but again, I really do not recommend it, <laughs> um, but I still have a little more of it too. So we'll see if I'm able to get through that by next week and have a new currently reading to share with y'all, or if I'll still be on this one, because it is quite a long book. So number six, like I mentioned, I had a really sweet conversation with a longtime friend who also listened to the podcast, and she mentioned that one of the really encouraging things for her is is the way that I share about getting writing and projects done, making that a part of my life while having a bunch of little kids around, because like I said, she has little kids too. And that is something that's very difficult. And it is probably the number one thing that, that listeners and followers bring up to me. That encourages them. And that was so encouraging for me to hear because that is the reason that I keep getting up early to do this podcast, is so that I can share things like that with people that will hopefully encourage them to also find a way to make their creativity and their dreams and their art or whatever it is that is really in their heart to accomplish, that they can make that a part of their day, even if it's at a life stage where that is not easy. And I, so I know I've talked about this before, but because it is one of my main things sort of, but I just wanted to kind of keep revisiting that because it is something that I think really resonates with people who want to be creative and have things that they want to accomplish, but just struggle to figure out how to fit it into a really busy life without it either taking over or Falling in, onto the back burner, you know, semi permanently. And one thing that, um, one sort of practical thing that I've been doing, I talked about how I had one sort of method with writing on Progenitor last month and then another for writing this month. And that is one thing that I do is sort of instead of, I'll, like, I'll have a few sort of big goals for the year, but I try to keep those pretty limited and I have more, um, strict, I guess, monthly goals like a word count or even like last month, it was just to write a little on the book each day, (laughs) no matter how little that was. And that way that helps me have a clear goal that I can stick to because honestly, I don't always feel like doing the writing. It's not always, you know, there's some days where it's easier than others to fit it in. And so without sort of clear guidelines for what I'm trying to accomplish, it probably would just naturally fall by the wayside. So I want to have those clear goals, but I also need the flexibility to finish February and say, okay, that was too much. That didn't work well. I'm going to rethink this and do something different in March. And so kind of reevaluating each month and making, you know, those kinds of daily goals or weekly goals or whatever for each month is one practical thing that I do. And that's just because like, I, I know I've talked about, there have been definitely times that I have gone long periods of time without really writing at all or doing anything, you know, creative in that way. And I didn't like that, like that there definitely felt like there was something missing. And, but then I've also gone the other way where I've tried to do too much. And so I, I've know, I've talked about again, that it's so important to me that my family always comes first. And so while I need to have the flexibility to say, you know what, like I can't, you know, today my, one of my children is sick or we have this other thing going on. I have to be able to say and have the freedom to say, okay, this, I'm not going to be able to write today or whatever, but I also want to have the structure so that it's not falling by the wayside. And I'm not having because I I identify as a writer. <laughs> and that is something that's important to have a part of my life. Even if, let's say, next month or for the whole rest of the year, or for many years, I go back to just where it's a tiny bit every day and I'm not able to get, you know, multiple books out a year or, you know, my output changes drastically, it's still important to me that I am making it a part of my daily life. And it's okay if that looks very different in this season than it will in another season like when my kids are older or you know seasons come and go and it's okay that's okay it's okay for things to change how things are is not the way they're going to be forever so finding a balance between that perspective where I'm like my productivity does not have to be like 100% right now that's totally fine and good but it also doesn't have to be 0% and that is also fine and good and so finding the The balance between those extremes is a real challenge and, like I said, can change a lot from month to month or week to week or day to day. And just having to sort of ride those waves has been the challenge for someone like me who tends to be very black and white or all or nothing. Um, But it's good and it's good to learn that for other areas of life as well. So honestly, I don't have one big point in this segment, but I just wanted to kind of share my mindset on that where I am with that now and encourage those out there that have either little kids or um you know long hours at work or whatever it is in your life that makes it difficult to find the time and the balance you know to accomplish the things that are really important to you and really on your heart that it is possible and that there are seasons and that even if it's only a tiny bit it's still important and valuable and it can be, it can be a part of your life without having to take over and without having to overwhelm you. But it's, it's just take sometimes some trial and error and some thinking and figuring and back and forth and up and down to figure out what that looks like for you. So I am really grateful that I've been able to kind of find that balance better over the last couple of years. And it has been, um, really like I've been able to be very productive and I've been able to keep it, you know, just an hour or two of my day so that it's not taking over. And so I want that for all of you and and just hope that this is an encouragement to those that are listening that really want to find a way to fit their dreams into everyday life. So thank you all so much for listening. And uh, I appreciate anyone who reaches out to tell me any of their thoughts on anything that I've said And um, also it was very helpful that my friend reached out to me because she was able to give me a lot of material for this week's podcast, which can sometimes be hard to come up with. So that is awesome too. So if you ever have any requests for anything you'd like me to talk about, um, any, any questions that you'd like me to address, I would be very happy to do that. So let me know your thoughts about outlining any resources that, that you use for that. If you're a writer, Um, And any recommendations for the next animal that we get books on from the library and learn about, I would love to hear those too. And um, just some way that you fit your art and creativity and hobbies into your daily life. Let me know about that too, because that is something that is very difficult, but so worthwhile. So thank you all again so much for listening. Hope that everyone has a great day and a great weekend ahead and stay improbable. Bye.